I think through the power of coaching, we've been able to identify those blind spots and help them understand that it's not always about the individual when it comes to the organization's success. It's also about helping them to see how working together can collaborate and ultimately lead the success of the company. Welcome to the Executive Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we have Chris March, who is a dynamic leadership and executive coach with over two decades of global corporate leadership experience. So if you want to find out more about Chris, his bio is in the podcast description on whichever platform that you're listening on. On this episode, we're going to be talking with Chris on the benefits of coaching in leadership and the workplace. Not only how can coaching help benefit you in your leadership, but also how it can benefit to you wherever you are working. Well, really hope you enjoy this podcast episode with Chris March. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really excited to get to know you more and uh, really looking forward to our discussion today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Cameron. I'm excited to be here. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, Chris, uh, before we get going in our conversation, um, give our listeners a little bit about uh, who you are. So I'm originally from Australia. I've traveled extensively. I lived in the UK for two years, traveled throughout Europe, and moved to Vancouver in 2009. And I've called Canada home ever since then. So I'm a proud Canadian and Australian. And in 2020, the pandemic was a pivotal point for myself. I was a business leader within the travel industry and decided to take my coaching skills outside of the industry and launch my own coaching business. And it's been a fantastic and enjoyable journey for myself over the last three and a bit years. So yeah, it's it goes so quickly and you learn so much about yourself, you know, helping people. So yeah, just, just been a really fun journey. Yeah, that's great. How did you get into the the world of, of coaching? coaching? So that was the turning point in, in the pandemic, working for a travel industry, which I have for a number of years at that 2020 point. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep my job. You know, the whole world was grounded here in Canada, in Ontario, specifically where I am in Toronto. We spent a lot of time in lockdown and tourism, hospitality industries were decimated and really was touch and go if we're going to make it through. So I decided to you know, think about what would I want to do next if I was to lo- lose my leadership role. So did some introspection, asked people for a lot of feedback on what I do well did a lot of testing and then just launched into coaching. I It really landed on coaching. And then I started coaching anyone, literally anyone who would let me, friends, family, you name it. And then it's just been a slow progression of honing my crafts and continually grow as, as a coach with further development as well over the last three years. Wow. Uh, that- that's that's really great. And uh, so really what we're going to be talking about is coaching and leadership and the workplace, which is the mm-hmm. basis of, of our discussion today. And we haven't really talked about this specifically yet. So I'm really excited to really dive into this. So to to kind of get started on our topic is how would you define coaching in 
in really the context of of leadership and the workplace? Yes. So I think coaching is a goal oriented approach. It's a collaborative approach, and it's really about empowering people to make informed decisions instead of you know the old approach of leading. I think it's really people want to be empowered versus leading these days. So I find that through coaching myself and being in a leadership position that I've seen my leadership style being really geared towards that and having a really positive impact because it allows people to recognize and be part of the the goal process and improve their communication skills, conflict resolution, change management. There's a lot of different skills that you really tap into. And I think people enjoy the opportunity to brainstorm and collaborate and come up with ideas that they have themselves. You just need to tap into it a little bit. Yeah. So in your coaching experience so far, since you started this company, um, what I guess are some of the major changes that you've seen in people that you coach? What are what are the major shifts and trends that you're seeing that uh, in the coaching world? Yeah, I think it really empowers people with their decision making. I've had a lot of people come to me saying that I really struggle with procrastination, delegating, and believing, you know, having that trust. I think that trust in in their people and their team as well. And I think through the power of coaching, we've been able to identify those blind spots and help them understand that it's not always about the individual when it comes to the organization success. It's also about helping them to see how working together can collaborate and ultimately lead the success of the company. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I think I've, I've learned so much about coaching through this, just having this podcast, I've yeah. encountered a lot of people that have different types of coaches. They have business coach, they have a spiritual yeah. coach, they have yeah. fitness coach. And I didn't realize that, that, um, this, that a lot of these leaders and a lot of these big leaders they have a whole team behind them and which so i've actually considered um hopefully at the start of 2024 um that to to hire a a Mm -hmm. business slash leadership coach because i feel like that's something that i need but i think there's also a misconception on what coaching truly is Mm-hmm. And so how, because um, the leader might think, you know, this person's CEO of a company, I don't need to coach. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've done it. I've done it. I've 30 years took me to get to this. I don't need it. And mm-hmm. oftentimes I think uh, there's that misconception that, oh, I'm struggling with something. I'm going to look inferior if I even yeah. pursue coaching. What is even the coach going to think about it? Um, yeah. So how does it differ? How does coaching differ from the other things that are out there like professional development, training and mentoring? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of questions in that. And I think firstly with leadership, leadership can be lonely. It can be, it can be, it can be a lonely, you don't really have a lot of people to, to speak to and to bounce ideas off of each other as well. And I think a key point of leadership as well is also to be vulnerable and recognize that as a leader, you don't have every single answer And you've seen coaching really boom during the pandemic because we spent a lot of time doing this and people recognize that they have the ability to earn well if they're an impactful coach. And I think the power of coaching is is recognizing 
conflict resolution, time management, boosting productivity. And when you're in a high powering role like that, you know, the seconds, the minutes in the day, the hours are key. So it's really important that every, every moment is impactful and you're not spending time on smaller tasks or spending a lot of time with your decision-making process as well. And I've seen with different leaders who have really struggled with imposter syndrome, even the most successful people struggle with that as well. Yeah. So what would you say are some of the challenges or issues that that leaders face in the workplace and how can really coaching help in those areas? Mm -hmm. I think, as I previously mentioned, I think people having the ability to have someone to speak to, it's firstly confidential. So Mm -hmm. when you're engaging with a coach, it's a private conversation, someone who's invested in, in you. If you look at the best, to your point, the best athletes, the best entrepreneurs, you know, I remember reading about Oprah Winfrey, her, a lot of her success that she pins early on is having a coach who believed in her and was pushing her through to get to that next level. And you see many different facets of that being shared with different celebrities and so forth as well. I think it's just important to have someone in your corner that's maximizing your potential at all times and is invested in you because as humans, we're, we're imperfect. We don't have all the answers. So by working with a coach who's invested in yourself and invested in the goals that are helping you towards, it's, it's an impactful experience and something that most leaders can get a huge amount of investment uh, return on their investments, or I should say. Yeah. And what mindset would you say that people are at when, when um, potential clients or even the clients that actually hire you, uh, what mindset are they at when they, they come and approach you and talk to Chris and where are they at? I think they recognize that they're stuck and something needs to change. I have that coming to me a lot. We like where people are like, I know something's wrong. I know I've got to do something different you know, that's stuck or, you know, they're not in a good place and they they recognize they need some type of help. And that's where you work with the client to understand where they're at, where they want to be and align your services with that, with the other different helping services that are available there as well. And then how does receiving coaching and having leaders work on themselves translate to the workplace meaning how what impact does that have to do with employee engagement and really creating that positive work culture i think it's it's simple in the way that people like to be heard and valued mm-hmm. and by having a, a coaching you know culture within organizations or you having a co- coaching leadership style that's geared towards empowering individuals right and i think it's important for employee engagement that every single person within within the organization is heard. And that's what coaching really comes, comes down to and recognizing that every employee is valuable. Mm-hmm. And for you as an employer, if you're showing that to your employee, they're going to work extremely hard towards whatever that organizational goal is. Yeah. Additionally, you know, that, that leader is also making the investment in themselves which is not not an easy thing to do. And it shows that they they truly care not only about them bettering themselves, but helping to better lead their people and better lead the business and hopefully grow and expand the business or entity that that they're leading. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's important as coaches as well to continually get coaches because, mm-hmm. you know, we have to continually hone that development skill and continually work towards whatever goal you're achieving. So I continually work with a coach to this day to help me to move forward and closer to my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share any stories that you have of, of coaching? Uh, you don't need to give names or anything, but how, what, what significant like improvements have you seen uh, in, I guess a few things, one in their leadership two in their, their team and mm-hmm. then three, their business. So I know that's a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) now a great question, Cameron. So I've had numerous individuals that I've been lucky enough to work with over the years. One that always sticks out is a small business owner. They came to me really struggling with that work-life balance, spending way too much time working at, at all the time and being a small business owner. They recognized, you know, what they put in is what they get, you know, what they get out of it but they were prioritizing the the wrong things. They didn't have trust in their team. The business was at a really, a bit of a standstill. And we we engaged in coaching and we ended up working together for, for over a year. We continue to work together even now. And it was us just continually working together to recognize the priorities in her life and reestablishing those and putting in practices that she could create into habits. So really pushing those insights that she'd have to creating habits and building that trust with her team, understanding where certain tasks that, hey, booking this person or taking care of this customer is probably not as important as going and you know having a weekend away with my with their family. So through through that process, through goal setting, we were una- we were able to identify that and help her find that work-life balance or that work-life harmony, let's just say, work collaboratively with her team. And since that time that we've been working, her business has grown exponentially. In her industry, she's now one of the top performers in her industry. And that credit to her that she recognized that something was wrong. I'm at this standstill in my life. I'm prioritizing the wrong things. This is what something needs to change. And I think it really speaks to the value of of what coaching and I'm incredibly proud of working with someone who's hugely successful now in our industry as well. And I played a small part in that. Yeah, that, that, that is great. And I wanted to go back to one of your responses when you said uh, the mindset that uh, some leaders come up to you and want coaching uh, mentioned they're stuck. What areas are they normally stuck in? Yeah, I think it's decision, decision-making, I think uh, a lot of times I'm seeing they struggle with colleagues, you know, conflict resolution, being assertive in certain scenarios as well. You know, sometimes they're not making the right decisions at the time, doubting themselves. A lot of people naturally, we doubt, we doubt ourselves. So I think it's important to recognize that. And again, as leaders, you, it can be a little lonely, as I said, so mm-hmm. having that voice in your ear and someone that you can have that conversation with to help you drive forward. Sometimes those conversations I've had with with the C-suite and business owners, sometimes it's it's purely just venting and just hearing out and probing them with some coaching questions. And other times it could be really specific as well. 
And that's the power of coaching. It's really tailored to what that individual needs. It's a goal orient goal oriented process to help people grow. Mm -hmm. And also it's in, it's in great confidence because um, usually leaders have a pretty good network of people in their industry Mm -hmm. or field of work. And you can't talk a lot of these things that you do in coaching. You you know, it will be very uncomfortable to have those conversations too. Um, I guess your general business networking. Yeah. And I think the perspective, and I, I heard this last night in the coaching session was that I appreciated, this is the client to me. I appreciate your neutral perspective. You know, as a coach, we're, we're neutral. We're reflecting back what we see in here in a conversation as well. So it's different to a conversation, someone that they may have on their team because they have an invested interest in a certain decision as a coach you just there as a neutral to reflect back what you've seen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you learned from, from coaching? The biggest thing it's, it's been a transformational journey for myself. I think mm-hmm. it's multi I've learned a lot. I've learned that through the different coaching organizations that I've worked with, I've worked with the Jay Shetty certification school and also the center for executive coaching. Awesome. Some of the best, some of the best people that I've, I've met the people that I have, uh, sorry, the best people that I've met through coaching. I haven't even met them in person. It's all been virtual and anyone in the coaching role is, is looking to help people move forward. And I think that there's been this big boom, which is really, you, you shared it as well. There's been a lot of people interested in coaching. And I think that you have to be invested in people and you have to be really, dialed into reading people mm-hmm. and i think that naturally that doesn't come easy for a lot of people i think naturally you have to be a a great listener i thought i was a fantastic listener i was wrong i thought i was a great leader and i look back at myself 10 years ago and say well you know i don't think there's a lot of things that i could have done differently and i think it's that gradual process that i've learned through coaching myself which has really been a lesson for me yeah. Uh, are there any resources that you'd recommend where leaders uh, grab and, and start? Because I, I think there's different elements of developing yes. yourself in leadership. Um, what what resources would you recommend? Something really simple. Michael Bungray-Stena has the book called The Coaching Habit, which is just around sharing thought-provoking questions for anyone in leadership and how you can have great coaching driven conversations with people that you lead and people that you have in your life as well. Really quick, really simple read, really enjoyable. Definitely recommend picking that up. I'm also reading his follow-up book right now, The Monster Advice. It's about people always want to give advice, which I agree. I remember myself in leadership, I'm sure you do it. We mostly do it is like always giving people advice mm-hmm. where if you give people the silence to gather their thoughts, you can evoke a lot more than that than bestowing your wisdom upon everyone that you interact with. Yeah, I think in uh, in leadership too, uh, as leaders, we are also almost like a coach as well for our teams. And um, I came to realize this, especially in my, one of my first leadership roles, where um, it was it was an out outdoor on the aircraft uh, airport ramp. So we were always outside and I had this, this, it was funny cause I had this headset 
and people were calling me coach, you know, like how the football coach is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And, coach. Uh, yeah. And they called me coach Cam. And I was like, I, that really took that on. But how do, how do leaders become better coaches for their teams? Uh, because I think that's what truly we are as leaders is we're, we're almost a, a coach, more of a coach for our mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I think it's, it comes down to really being engaged and invested in every conversation that you have and the people that you're lucky enough to lead as well, really focus on listening. Like listening is a, is a, is a superpower. I really believe that. And it's something that has to be developed over time, really focusing on that and give your people the opportunity to be empowered. Like people want to be empowered. They want to want to know that their opinion they're sharing is valued and you're there to help guide them towards that. You're there to help with accountability. You're there to share any observations that you see as well. And certainly any goals or any development, either be communication, conflict resolution, change management, the list goes on and on. I think it's just so incredibly power powerful as a leader to have that coaching mindset because results will follow. And I think people will follow you more so as a leader as well. Yeah. And I think where it starts is really taking the focus off yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen leaders, especially when they're newly promoted, some of them just completely change and they, they take it's... it to the, the, that general manager role or whatever that yeah. leadership role goes straight to their head and they become a totally different person. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I can't remember the, the quote or who it was. It's, you know, before you're in leadership, it's all about you. But as soon as you're in leadership, it's all about everyone else. I think that's the mindset shift that you need to have as soon as you step into leadership. And the great leaders are those people that do exactly that. They're a little bit further ahead, but mm-hmm. close enough to feel engaged with their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that being engaged with the team and being having your people at the forefront and yeah. your focus, you go into your workplace day in and day out. And uh, I think that's, that's the key to, to being a successful coach slash leader in the workplace. Yeah. And just taking the focus off yourself. It's Mm -hmm. not about you step, step in, really focus on two things. The, the empathy side of things. Are you really truly being empathetic to that, to that person? I think that's a huge skill for, for leaders and also that, that listening piece and also just following through with what you say. It's so yeah. simple, but so effective. If you say you're going to do something, make sure you follow through with it. Yeah, that, that's key. Because I've seen leaders when they say something and they don't do it, and then you realize this is a trend for them, yes. they instantly lose that credibility and trust. And that- Exactly. And that's yeah. through, yeah, to touch on that a little more through the coaching process, that's how you're going to help people move forward. And as a leader, that's how you can do those little touch points to help people move forward in whatever their goal may be, big mm-hmm. or small. Yeah. So as we, uh, this is a great conversation. So as we kind of wrap up with this final question, and I do have a lightning round of- uh, Oh, please, I'm out. ready. So, um, so what advice would you give to leaders who are considering engaging in coaching or even implementing like coaching programs in their mm-hmm. business organization? Mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize the person that you're going to be working with 
to make sure it's a good fit. If you're investing with that person, make sure you know they're aligned with what your your goals are of the the coaching program. Are they skilled in the specific goal that you're working towards? I think that is a key piece. And from an organizational perspective, it's making sure that everyone's invested in the program. Is your executive team down to the frontline people invested in it as well? I think it's key to see that really from from the top all the way down as well and and recognize what your goals are when working with with the coach and making sure that everyone is invested in that program. Make sure that they're skilled in what you need coaching on as well. And as I said, with an individual fit, it really comes down to that chemistry between the individual and the and the coach and the organization as well. So really do your research, ask some good questions, make sure that they're accredited, they have some results behind them as well, and just do, do your research. And ultimately, if you're going to be spending a lot of time with this person, you really want to be comfortable with them. Yeah. What's, what's also your take on, um, cause so my background is all in the aviation industry. Uh, do I yep. need to hire an aviation coach? Right. What, what's your take on that? Yeah. Look, I think uniquely everyone has a different perspective, right? Like if you're, if I was to coach you, I know nothing of why well, I've worked in the travel industry, but I don't know much about the aviation industry. Right. So does my background an understanding of the industry help guide you as a coach. I think a neutral perspective allows you to move forward as well. So I don't think you have to be targetedly specific to work, let's say, a tech person with someone who's has a tech background to be a tech coach. I think it's an opportunity as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for this conversation on 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 coaching um i think it's it's of great value for leaders that those are lit for those that are listening uh and it can really help you like chris said get unstuck and i know many leaders always reach that point where they're stuck and they don't know what to do and the impact yep. of being stuck translates the negative of that translates to your people and eventually your overall business and in in your financials mm-hmm. as well yeah, it, it it filters down and in the reverse as well with coaching, it impacts every single person within the organization positively as well. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. So I have some uh, final uh, questions for a fun lightning round, just so our listeners can get to know you more. Thank you. Let's do it. Awesome. Uh, so how do you consume content and what are you reading today? Oh, how do I consume content? So I listen to a lot of stuff on Audible. So I'm listening to Marcus Aurelia's meditation on Audible right now. I just finished up Naval's book, which was fantastic. Highly recommend that for, for everyone as well. I'm just, just reading the Michael Bungray Stainer book as well, as I mentioned, the Monster, uh, the Monster Advice book, which is a really fantastic read. So I typically try and listen to an audible and a book at the same and read a book at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, dead or alive, who would you like to have lunch with? 
say Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, fellow coach, really would just love to tap into him and and have a conversation. He's just an incredibly powerful person. Everyone that's that has met him just say that they're better for the experience. So I'd have to go with Tony Robbins. Awesome. Uh, next one is what is the next item on your bucket list that you'd like to do? Next item. Great question. I love travel. I'm always looking at my next destination. I haven't figured that destination out yet. I'm lucky enough to be going to Montreal this weekend, Mexico for a destination wedding in December. Mm-hmm. With winter upon us, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking Belize or Costa Rica. So one of those two. Let's let's say that. Okay. Um, since you have your roots from Australia, what's your favorite Australian snack? Because I'm very familiar with those. Oh, you are? Okay. Yes, yes. Shapes. Anyone, anyone that knows me knows that I love shapes. So shapes? I've never heard of that. So shapes, they're kind of like a biscuit. They're like a biscuit. They're, think of like goldfish, you know, goldfish yeah, biscuits, yeah. similar to that. So they're only made in Australia, New Zealand, and I think England as well. It's just some some biscuits that I've always enjoyed and I get a care package sent home, uh, sent home from my dad every couple of months. And I have to ensure that there's some shapes in there as well as Alan's party mix as well. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that too. So (laughs) if you have any Australian listeners, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be nodding their head. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then final question, uh, what is the best advice that you've received or words of wisdom? Ooh, great question. Fail forward. Fail mm-hmm. often. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Where is that from? I, I can't remember that. where it's from. I was trying to think about that as well. I just think it's Yeah. I forgot. I think, I think we're I think we're afraid to fail, but I've learned, and I'm sure you know a lot of people have learned this as well, is that failure is just another stepping stone closer to success. So you mm-hmm. just got to look at it from a positive light. So I think. If you take that mindset early on in any type of career, it'll it'll be a great guide. Awesome. Well, this is a great way to end our uh, podcast interview. Well, well thank, thank you for so having much. me on. Cam- yeah, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much. It's been a great conversation. Thanks, Cameron. Awesome. Oh, uh, wait one one last thing. I for- completely forgot. Um, how can people connect with you and the work that you do? Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yes. So th- you can get in touch with me on Instagram. It is Chris March Coaching, one word. Feel free to drop me a DM there or on LinkedIn at Christopher March. So they're the main two platforms that I use consistently. So look forward to connecting with anyone on either of those. And thanks again, Cameron. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. And for those listening uh, to this episode, uh, we will place the links that uh, Chris mentioned in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on so you can connect with him and definitely follow him on Instagram. He's always posting a lot of fun content. I, I learned from it as well. So definitely give him a follow on Instagram as well. Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate it. Well, we hope you enjoyed this podcast discussion with Chris March. If you would like to connect with Chris, you can connect with him on social media, on Instagram and LinkedIn. Those links are in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on. And also you can go to chrismarchcoaching.com and you can find that link in the same spot. 
And also, if you want to find out more about TC Advisor Group, which is our professional leadership training and development company, and also we provide a complement of services within the private aviation industry, and you can find out more at our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe on this podcast on whichever platform you're on so that you receive a notification when the next episode goes live. And also feel free to share this episode or podcast on social media. Uh, Or you can send us an email. Go to our website, send us an email, what was good, what was not good, maybe some guests that you would like to see in the future, or even topics discussed. And also check out some of the previous podcasts that we brought on this year. So we thank you so much for tuning in to the Executive Leadership Podcast. We hope that this podcast really added value and opened your eyes to the world of coaching and how it can benefit your leadership and also your team, your business, and organization. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode.